Welcome to Extra Points. Now here's your host, Cousin Sal, and his good, good pals, Dave Damashek and Martin Weiss. Hi, welcome to Extra Points, part of the Extra Points Podcast Network. I'm Cousin Sal, spaghetti and meatballs behind the glass, babyface Joel Solomon producing this mess, and joining me, as always, my dear, dear pals, Dave Damashek and Martin Weiss. Happy Halloween weekend. Good Lord, guys, you got to get the candy away from me. It's ridiculous. I got I, I settled down. I sat down next to a, a just a, a basket full of can like Jenny Sack in the Sopranos, just hiding it from everyone. I think I got a whole closet full. We got to have this weekend in so we can get the Thanksgiving and Christmas cookies already. Already you're into the candy. That is already. legitimately a bad sign. And you know, Sal, that we're ahead of schedule here. Shecker season officially begins on the Wednesday, the eve of Thanksgiving. If you're already packing it on in late October. Bad, These bad. next two and a half months could be rugged for you, for those around you. There bad. may not be much uh, extra room on the couch for your beloved people at come uh, come Christmas Day. Do you guys get um, booed? Do you know what that is? No. Uh, well, Dave, you get booed. But no, it, it's when people come Boot. to your house. It's I've literally never had anybody express negatives, anything towards me ever. Well, it's, it's not really, it's not really negative. It depends how you, they ring your doorbell and they run, but they leave candy behind. And it's, it's friends of all the kids and all the kids do it in the neighborhood. And I get so excited when it happens. How disgraceful is that? I'm like, oh, my God, we're getting booed. I get to go to the, the, the front door and get, get a Reese's Pieces uh, peanut butter cup there. <laughs> What's wrong with me? <laughs> Middle-aged man chasing down little kids like, you gave me this crappy Zagnut? I want something good. Give me a special dark or whatever. Yeah, Middle-aged my uh, ass. I'm hey, on my way out. That's it. <laughs> hey, uh, I will say... I hope you'll turn things around. Uh, you know, this is a, a disturbing little trend that you that you're in now on Fox. However, mm. let's not bury the lead. Great bit last night, guessing Aaron Rodgers' Halloween oh, costume thank you. on yeah. the Fox pregame. Very it's good. Different I want to say the one more. Aaron Andrews interview. It's different from when he sits down with Pam Oliver and stuff. But I thought, you know, and it was only yeah. forty to fifty seconds long. The actual interview with Aaron Rodgers. But I thought I hit all the big points right. I think you did a good job. I just want to float. I know the Megans uh, making fun of sports mm -hmm. floated their theories. I just want to assert on the eve of Halloween here, Aaron Rodgers is going to be Randall Pink Floyd from um, oh, Dazed and Confused, and Shailene Woodley is going to be is going to be Mitch in his Little League uniform. Gotcha. That's my prediction. We'll see how it goes. So if you're not uh, familiar with what we're talking about here, Aaron Rodgers, like a month ago, I think he went on Pat McAfee's show and said he's growing his hair out long. Maybe it was even longer. Um for a Halloween costume. And I, you know, I revealed what the Halloween costume was, but Dave's taking it further. He thinks there's going to be another one. Uh, what do you think, Martin? You don't care, right? No, I like the Joe Exotic pick. I like, but no, he, the, the, but the Megans did say that, uh, that it was someone that he looked up to. Yeah. So I don't, right. Maybe, you know what? I'll, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll cast my lot in for Joe Dirt. Mm, maybe he's going as the Megans. Very popular podcast right now. <laughs> he could be going with Megan. Making fun of sports. All right, another long-haired athlete. Nick Mangold is joining us in a few minutes. Seven-time Pro Bowl center. Guys, he likes to gamble. I love it. No better way to squander your pension. That's what I do all day. It's actually what I, it's the only thing I do all day. And answer the door to grab candy from uh, little kids. Uh, so that's going to be fun in a few minutes. Uh, we'll go over the NFL games. World Series Game 3 in Atlanta. Hit the uh, NFL action. ExtraPoints.com slash arcade. Get in there. Golden hats up for grabs. We have prizes. It's only a few in circulation, so try to win some. Go up against us. Extrapoints.com slash arcade. Lots of free-to-play games. Let's recap that Thursday night game. Packers hold on 24-21. Jesus, Rodgers does it again. I mean, I, I don't think there's – help me out here, guys. I feel like for an excellent team, as the Packers have been in recent years – in terms of greatness in a team versus money earned betting on that team, I think there's a great disparity in the Packers. I really do. I, I bet he's made more money than if you had bet on Tom Brady the rest of the way. I don't have anything to back it, but I just feel week after week hmm. they get undervalued, and certainly I undervalued them. I had the Arizona win by two touchdowns. I'm going to try to lose 11 in a row, guys. That's my uh, new, my new um, thing, my new mission. But were you guys impressed with Rodgers? My God. I mean, it could have been anyone's game, but he pulled it out. COVID all over the place, backup cornerbacks, they win. So I'll tell you this, a streak of any 
is impressive, right? 11, 11 yeah. good, 11 bad. It's right. just being able to repeat yourself over and over again. You know, repetition is key. Uh, Aaron Rodgers, I mean, he played all right yesterday, but I, I really, for me, it was the defense of Green Bay just being able to shut down the Ferrari that has been the Arizona Cardinals offense this entire year. And, you know, DeAndre Hopkins obviously was very limited. And the one play that he had, that was a huge play. He ended up grabbing his hamstring. And for the rest of the night, you were seeing him running in and out of the sidelines. But the Arizona, I mean, the, the Green Bay defense, especially without Jair Alexander, having guys like Rasul Douglas, who had his name called several times before that late game interception. Right. Like the Green Bay defense showed me something yesterday. Yeah, they controlled the, the line big take of scrimmage for sure. Yeah, they 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 blew him right. I'm sorry, Shaq, but you look at the stats and it doesn't really like Aaron Jones. Oh, you, you thought like oh, you must thought he had a monster game. Yeah, 59 yards rushing and a lot of tough carries at the goal line. Right, Dylan had 78. Like you said, Martin Rogers only for a buck 84, but they really just threw that team around. And you know what? That is um, a harbinger of what's to come the rest of the way. I think this is one of those games that we'll look back at when we're sitting around the aforementioned Christmas table with relatives and everything, and you're looking at the standings and who's going to be seated where in the playoffs and everything. This game is going to be the start of... Uh, the Cards, as we talked about a couple of days, they're in the playoffs. They're they're going to win three more games. They're going to get the double digit wins. Their 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 place in January is secure. But letting that one go, letting that when they had a chance to somehow magically pull that game out, and if you were a Packers fan, you would bellyache about right. that one for the rest of the year because the refs kind of were overly involved there in a couple of spots. But we will look back and say. That's where the cards gentle decline began there, because I think, you know, I know this is this is harsh, but I kind of feel like that's the end of realistically. I'm not not mathematically Cardinals fans. You don't have to hit me up. They're not going to be a number one seed now. And so now their their chances of getting to the Super Bowl have been significantly diminished. And the Packers increased significantly and by the way those nfc playoffs how about the qbs that are going to be gathered together starting in the wild all right slow down that's a lot that's a lot of stuff there i know i, I am looking at you're the right i said a lot i'm it's sorry it's a lot you want to well, uh we want to go on to week 12 well real well, quick i just i just yeah. i just love how Shaq is is predicting that the team that was previously undefeated might lose a few more games down the stretch you know <laughs> yeah the, the gentle decline yeah they might lose a couple they're not going to go 16 and one i would just like to say before we get to the pub of the week because we're gonna have to hear about how damn Shaq is there for the last five weeks in a row on wednesday i know well marty weiss is gonna pick his saints spoiler alert get ready everybody. Oh, we on. know that that one's coming here any second now so but we can we can jump to that. But I would like to take a second and look in the review to Wednesday, in which I told you Randall Cobb anytime touchdown. He had two of those yesterday. That was nice. And I said the Packers were going to win. I went All back right. and double checked. When you can flex, you should flex. I'm with you. Uh, and I was looking at these uh, on Fanduel.com slash extra points where you should service all your gambling needs. Josh Allen three to one to win MVP. Tom Brady plus four sixty. Dak. We'll get to that in a second. Uh, it's breaking my heart. Five to one. Kyler six to one, and then Rogers nine to one. I don't know. Kyler went from if he completes that, if that's a touchdown, if AJ Green doesn't think he's blocking on a run play there or whatever the hell that. I mean, that was for a veteran. That was really weird. I don't know that we ever found out what he was thinking or what he thought the play was there. But if he completes that, not that he had a great game, but he might be top two favorite for MVP Kyle Murray. And as it was, he limped off the field. We're not even talking about the injury. Look, I'm sure he'll, he'll still play. He'll be fine by next week. They'll have 10 days, but uh, for God's sakes, what a turning point that was that one play. Yeah. I mean, but the other side of the field, just before that, yeah, the Packers should have salted the game away. And I, I, you could see that in Rogers and everybody else on the sideline too. Really? We might lose this game. We were about to, Go up two scores there, and rightly, we kind of did. Again, the referees, not sure exactly what they were looking at to make that call in that spot, and the Packers fans would have been right to feel a little raw if uh, that went the Cardinals' way. You know what they were looking at, Damashek? They were looking at the under. That's what they were looking at. Uh, That's what they were looking at. And I'll tell you this. Just not too long ago, I got completely screwed in a 2-2 two two game in the top of the ninth inning that went over. And I'll say this, this is why gambling gods, I appreciate you for making it right last night. Because there's no way that I should have made that under hit, but you know what? It did. 
I don't I I can't like that was please. an insane number. Aaron Jones scores, puts him over, the game's over. It's called back. They lose yards on a five-yard false start, which is very weird from the one-yard line. You think Rodgers would just snap it and do whatever. Uh, lunge no, forward. they had to delay a game. It delay was a delay a game. That's what I said. Yeah, so delay a game. So you think he would just snap it. Then he runs to like the half-yard line, and then they go for it, and the ball is tipped, only to see Murray come all the way down in that A.J. Green play. That was a phenomenal under. Good job by you. That was I something mean, else. The group text, we were all, we, you know, we all took the same bet. We were texting like, damn. Well, you know, better luck next time, better luck tomorrow. And then all of a sudden the touchdown comes back. Rodgers backs up five yards. And then the kiss of death. My buddy texts, he's not going to drive 99 yards. You guys are good for this under. Oh, sure enough. You know, you're right. You only drove 84, you know, whatever it was. <laughs> right to the, But it was right there. Thank you, A.J. Green and Rasul Douglas. I appreciate you. you. Hats off to you. Good job by you fellas. All right, let's get to my game now. Uh, Dak is probably out now. Motherfucker. This line swung three and a half points. I was, I was in the middle of the day. It's like uh, the parlay kid text. He's like, uh-oh, Vikings minus two and a half. Is Dak out? I was like, yep, of course that's what it was. Originally, it was Dallas minus one and a half. Line swung four points, which is about what it swung when Devontae Adams sat with COVID for the Packers, which didn't really make sense for me. Uh, but anyway, now it's a full three and 52 and a half the over-under has gone down three. I'm going to say I think they should sit them. I love them lighting it up every week, and I'd love for them to put together a 10-game winning streak. But let's face it, they they clinched this division uh, third week of preseason. But honestly, no, they're 5-1. and one. Is, is 8 and 9? 8 and 9 has to win this division, right? So what's the difference between if you're not getting the one seed between the two, three, or four, I know the difference is if you get deep in the playoffs, you'll have those games at home against the three or four if you're the two. Um, but I'm okay with uh, him sitting this Sunday night on Halloween. What do you guys think of this? Yeah, but look at the horse race, though, in the NFC. As I mentioned there, I get it. You, you're you nice and comfy in the, in the NFC East, but what about in the NFC playoff seedings? I, you know... That is a massive difference for the Cowboys or anyone else if you have to go three rounds to get to uh, a game, a, a title game in Lambeau, as a for instance, or down in Tampa, or otherwise, or out in Los Angeles versus getting the, yeah. that's that should that's the carrot, and I completely get where you're coming from and where McCarthy's coming from. This is the long play, and obviously, if Dak hurts himself and is out a month. Or something like that, then then uh, twenty twenty right. hindsight that's will the prevail. Risk. But yeah, that's I don't the risk know, man. Right I I I really want him out there. But are you sure? Because to me, it occurs it occurs to me as we sit here on Friday that the Cowboys are an interesting bet right now. Because if he plays, then that line's going to go to sure. what pick him. Yeah. I think by the time this comes out, this podcast post, we'll hear that he's not traveling with the team or something. I do. Oh, yeah. We go earlier this week. It was yeah. it was what one one and a half when mm-hmm. you had the Cowboys off of a bye, and I honestly like the Vikings in this game. Well, before you I knew did. what Dak Prescott's Martin, you teased it through was. the number, be, through the seven plus seven, right? I did. My my Vikings plus nine ticket feels amazing right now with yeah. uh, the prospect of Cooper Rush starting, and I, I just I didn't think this was a good matchup for the Cowboys in general. Like I didn't like it before Dak with so I, I would be in favor of sitting Dak because I thought this was going to be a tough game for the Cowboys to win off the top. You could just tell with the Joneses. I could tell with the Steven and the Jerry. Like, well, we're preparing, you know, Dak. He feels confident. I could just tell the way they speak. Like it wasn't wasn't meant to be potentially. So I say sit him. I uh, would have made for a great uh, excuse to not have to go trick-or-treating with the kids Sunday night. Now I may have to actually go if it's a 17-3 in the second quarter. But there you go. Uh, let's do your game Eddie Spaghetti has breaking news on another big Let's do uh, it. Big, I was just uh, going to say, Steelers-Bengals, Steelers, Spaghetti, let's hear it. Uh, did not really move the line. We go to Fanduel. You could see that the Steelers are still a three-and-a-half-point underdog, 42-and-a-half at Cleveland. Spaghetti, what's what's going on here? Seems like uh, Kevin Stefanski just told the media that Baker Mayfield uh, will be the starting quarterback for the game this uh, Sunday. Mm. Sheesh. You like that, Shaq? I mean, 
I, as an empath, you know me, you know, I'm a, I'm a mm -hmm. fan, sure, but I'm a human being at the end of the day. Mm -hmm. And I really do think that this is terribly unwise. Have you seen Baker Mayfield trying to throw the ball this week? His one arm is pinned to, to his hip. He can't pick his arm up and they're going to put him out onto a football field. I understand that he's incented to play. I understand that the Browns are in it. Stefanski's in a tough spot here, which is, Bake, you're our guy, man. You're our franchise. And we love to pluck that you want to get out there and fight a big AFC North foe in a big spot here and everything else. But what the hell are you doing? The guy can't Do pick his arm up. Mocking, they're going to be giant. They're, they're mocking Roethlisberger here? Like, yeah, we'll beat you with one. We'll beat our, your one-armed quarterback with our one-armed quarterback. I kind of think that's a, like a, raises the stakes a little bit in the rivalry. See, Dan, I, I get that it feels it backwards. He does. I think you. I think you got it backwards. The idea that Stefanski saying, "Bake, you're a franchise guy." I think this is the opposite. If Patrick Mahomes had a torn labrum, I think he'd be sitting out this week. Baker Mayfield in a sling today. I think what this is saying is, you got to go prove the fact that you are a franchise guy. You want this contract? You better get out here and get it done against Pittsburgh, a team that's always historically kicked our head in. That's how I feel is coming down. If Baker wants to get this uh, long term deal, all right, check. What are you doing? You taking the points? I'm going to take the Steelers here. I, you know, I know that uh, their deficiency is stopping the run so far this season. I know the Browns are the best in the business at running the ball, but I do not like this spot. It does have a potential storybook ending if you're Baker Mayfield and the Browns. If he goes out there and guts it out and proves it to his hard-boiled blue-collar town, they will be behind him from now till the end of time. But this is not a movie this is reality and giant 300 pound men like cam hayward are going to seek to fall on baker mayfield in that bad shoulder right now <laughs> this does not seem wise to me to go out there i understand he doesn't want to get wally pipped by case keenum all right well if they fall on him up to case a, keenum a good comes idea. in right that's just one play they fall on him and then that's it then you got another the other quarterback who holds his helmet very very tightly like he's trying to squeeze a squash a watermelon when the plays are coming in and that i don't trust either all right martin Real quick, I like the under in this. I think it's going to be like 23-10, 26-10. I don't want to worry about who wins the game. Good call. I'll take the under, and I also I think the Steelers are going to cover three and a half. All right, pup of the week. Let's talk about it. Check, you want to brag here. You, if you hit three of four or two of four? No, four out of the last six I've hit. You four know to that. six. Know, so that's even better than the numbers I said. Yeah. We pick an underdog yeah, right. four. plus 160 or better, and check is pick. You pick one every week, and check is one, four out of the last Six weeks. All right, I'll let you start us off. You're, you got the hot hand here. What's your pop of the week? Well, I reluctantly have to go with the Pittsburgh Steelers here. It's a, it's a fascinating matchup. I do think, I, you know how I am about the must-win game. There is, they're going to play one way or the other, whoever wins or loses this game. I do think legitimately all this talk about we got to have this one, that applies to this game. The loser of that is in the basement of the AFC North, and – the, the future is kind of bleak for whoever mm. comes up with the L on this side. I'm going to take the Steelers because, frankly, there aren't a lot of great options out there. And I know Marty, like I already said, is, is taking his Saints here. So I didn't want to steal any. Is that what's going on, Martin? You taking well, the Saints? First of all, there's a few good options out here. I do like the team from the Three Rivers. Mm -hmm. All right. I do like the Detroit Lions at home against Philadelphia Eagles. But, Shaq, you're right. The pup of the week is the New Orleans Saints. Oh. All right? Because here's the thing. That Tampa Bay secondary, it's secondary. It's not good. It's not primary. It's bad. It's all the way bad. They signed Richard Sherman in week three, and he can't even get on the field. All right? This Tampa Bay defense, I understand they stopped the run. I understand the Saints have Alvin Kamara. And, and people have been scared about Jameis throwing the ball. Two drops in Seattle in the rain would have made that passing yardage output look a lot different. Jameis is going to throw the ball to, uh, throw the ball on Sunday. And look, the Saints against Tom Brady since he's been a Buccaneer, week one, he threw a pick six, beat him again 35 or 38 to three. And then in the playoffs, they turned the ball over, not one, not two, four times. Yep. They lost only by two possessions. Saints are going to win this game outright. A, I like the Saints great plus the points. There's no doubt. I like your team, Shaq, plus the points. I should probably be hmm. banned from this segment for the next month or so after having the Jets, enthusiastically taking the Jets to win over the Patriots last week. Not even close. And almost as bad a couple of weeks ago, Martin, you and I were on the Lions over the Bengals, but I'm jumping back with them. 
I'm jumping back. Lions plus 162. They get off the schneid because Philly is just as bad as Detroit. And check, like you say, the Lions need it more. And I pay attention to this Eagles squad. They're a garbage time team. In fact, seven they of are. their 18 touchdowns were scored after they trailed by 19 points in the second half. So Jalen Hurts, fine fantasy quarterback. You'll have five points heading into the fourth, and then you'll end up with a respectable number. But I think the Lions can run on this team. The Raiders had one of the worst rushing attacks and went nuts on the Eagles. They grind it out with Goff. The Eagles will come up short 26-23. I think it's a must-have. They have the Bears on Thanksgiving. Who else? At the Broncos. They're not going to go winless. Oh, my God. What a They're dreadful. Is that right? I, I hadn't looked at yes. it since before the season started. So it's Bears at Detroit. That's, that's our Thanksgiving treat. That's our first oh. game. Who knows what's going to be? Yeah, right. Anyway. Oh, yeah. that. What, they who do you get? Who, who do I, the Cowboys catch? I think the uh, Raiders. Cowboys Raiders in Dallas. So. Okay, that's a good one now. That'll no, be That's fun. a good one. Uh, that is uh, our pup of the week. So I'm going Lions. Shaq, you are going with the Pittsburgh Steelers. I feel like rather than giving it a, a analysis, you bent over and said, "I gotta, just, I have to take them because they're my team in this spot." Are you sure you want to go with that? No, no, no. It it really legitimately is a deficit of of good options for me. I I, mm. I hear you on the Lions. I just these are two junk teams. So. Trying to divine which one's going to suck less in a given Sunday is is too much for me to figure out. Right. I like the Steelers coming off a bye. I like the vibe coming out of the locker room right now. They're, for whatever reason, rallying around Tomlin with this whole, is he going to go to LSU, USC things? I'm not sure exactly what was offensive about his name being floated, but for whatever reason, the guys are like, we're ready to run through a brick wall for Coach Tomlin now. Okay, then go do it. Run through the Cleveland Browns on Sunday. Mm. How about that? All right. And Martin has the Saints. Those are our pops. Now, Fandle also has quarterback, running back, or wide receiver weekly leaders. This is a fun way to play fantasy and score big. <laughs> With Dak being questionable or looks doubtful at this point, I'm going Zeke 24 to 1 odds to have the most rushing mm. yards on Sunday. He's topped 100 scrimmage yards in four straight games. Vikings run defense, 24th in DVOA. They're going to lean on Zeke to do more. He's going to break one like Tony Dorsett did, 99 yards versus Vikings. Remember, Shaq, back in the day, Monday night football? This I is do. Sunday night football, still under the lights. Get a big run from Zeke. Catapults him to the number one spot in running back yards for week eight on Sunday, 24 to 1. Shaq, what do you like? First ever Hail Mary. So many juicy uh, meetings between the Vikings and Cowboys over the course of our lives, mm -hmm. uh, Cousin Sal. Generally, the Cowboys got over on the Vikes. Um, got over on the them Herschel now, Walker, the Herschel Walker pick, just in, if they never played a game against each other, right? It's so true. And Drew Pearson still pushed yep. off in that uh, division oh, around on. game. Neither one of us were lucid for it, but uh, but nevertheless. Um, Joe Mixon is the star for the Bengals. Joe Burrow and company don't need to sling it around a ton to get past the Jets. Mixon um, gets a ton of touches in the second half in a uh, in a Bengals victory there. Plus 1,400 to lead um, the NFL in rushing on Sunday. I'm going with Mixon. All right, Martin, you going running back here too, or are you going wide receiver? Not, not. Everybody's been talking about Jamar Chase. Is he rookie of the year? Is he the best receiver in the league? Well, another LSU receiver is going to lead the league uh, in receiving yards. Don't Justin Jefferson uh, is going to feast on the Cowboys secondary. You know, Dak Prescott wasn't the cornerback that's lined up against him. It was a guy named Trayvon Diggs who has seven seven interceptions mostly for most of the game. I got 15 to one. Hear me now. Believe me later. Justin right. Jefferson will be doing the gritty in the end zone multiple times on Sunday night. All right. That is pretty good. Uh, right, hey, we have Nick Mangold in the waiting room, but let me tell you what else you could do on Fandle. Oh, what a bounty of fun. Lots of fun. Fandle Sportsbook wants you to get the most out of every NFL game day. That's why they're giving everyone a $10 risk-free bet every week. All you have to do is bet a same game parlay with three legs or more. And if your bet doesn't win, FanDuel will pay you back up to $10. All right, Martin, you would like Justin Jefferson to score. I would like the Cowboys plus the points. And check, give us a third leg for a same game parlay in that game. Yoy, I'm going under. <laughs> under 53 and a half. Okay. 
That's, that's fun. Right. That's right. Fast payouts in as little as two hours. Easy to use, safe, and secure. It's America's number one sports book. And if you're new to FanDuel Sportsbook, they're also offering a risk-free $1,000 bet. If you prefer that, just sign up with promo code extra points. And if your first bet loses, you get up to $1,000 back in site credit. That's promo code extra points. And hit us up in Connecticut, where FanDuel is now live and great, easy to use and navigate. If you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text next step to 53342 in Arizona, 1-888-789-7777, or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut, 1-800-GAMBLER, or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Indiana, Illinois, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, Virginia, 1-800-270-7117 in Michigan, and the Tennessee Red Line, 1-800-889-9789 in West Virginia. Try 1-800-GAMBLER.net. All right, Nick Mangold is here. Let's bring him in. He's a seven-time Pro Bowl center. He anchored the New York Jets offensive line for a decade, and he made sure Mark Sanchez never took a hit to that beautiful face of his. He's now got his own barbecue sauce, which is actually more impressive to me than the seven-time Pro Bowl thing. Nick Mangold is here. What's happening, Nick? I'm trying to keep my mind sane with four kids running around, but, you know, having a good time doing it. Speaking of the four kids running around, Halloween, obviously, this weekend, we have to get your take most overrated most underrated candy and then based on that answer we'll see if you're worthy enough to stick around for the rest of the interview perfect um let's see if i can get out of this quick uh the overrated is obviously candy corn yeah um my mom loves the stuff i i I find it disgusting and waxy and terrible um and the underrated for me three musketeers bar wow Hmm. It's so funny because we've asked a bunch of people and a few said Three Musketeers was overrated. We've not had that where somebody said the same candy is overrated and under. How do you think he did, Shaq or Martin? I like, I mean, candy corn is pretty good overrated, I think. But it's also, I wonder just where the rating of candy corn is for it to be overrated or underrated. I think, I don't think people have a very high opinion. People Those who like candy corn love talk it. talk about it is just insane to me. Like you say, your, your mom eats it. How much can you eat of it is the other thing, right? Like uh, after I don't understand. Hand, Although, be it. I will say we got some like gourmet ones sent to us Ooh. and it actually wasn't that bad. Um, I think it's only overrated because it's always, you know, around Halloween. Like, mm-hmm. If you're going to have candy and you're going to have a bowl out, everyone's like, oh, well, we have to put out, you know, candy corn because that's Halloween. Like, it's just so ingrained in the holiday. That is what makes it over it because nobody likes it. Right. The worst decision in the history of candy in my book is by the Jolly Rancher Lab. They had a delicious flavor in peach and they decided to kick it to the curb and replace it with grape. A terrible choice. Nick Mangold, though, we're talking holiday food. What is the best holiday for food? You got, you know, you, you know, July 4th or, you know, the summer holidays, you grill out, you eat pie, barbecue, you know, Thanksgiving, obviously, you eat the turkey, the stuffing, you know, Christmas time, a ham. Uh, he knows. He's probably experienced a lot of these holidays. I'm, I'm, just, I'm uh, just going through them so he doesn't forget one. Okay. Excuse me for being uh, yes. a nice host. <clears throat> I'm not foreign, so I understand all of these holidays. <laughs> um, I I feel like, <clears throat> for me, we do unconventional Christmas. Um, so it, that has to be on the back burner because I think it's we're just a little different there. It comes down to 4th of July and Thanksgiving. And mm-hmm. I give the edge to Thanksgiving because Thanksgiving is only about two things, a parade and food. Fourth of July, you have everything. You have, you know, it's summer, beach, pool, barbecue, fireworks, um, you know, bonfires. There's a lot going on. But when you get to Thanksgiving, it is watching the Macy's Parade and eating food. So that one gets. You forgot football. Yeah, but you have to. You're required to watch the Detroit Lions. That's a punishment. That's one game. You get that out of the way. That's a good point. Maybe that's the one they're going to win this year. Yeah, it could be. Really, they they have a shot. That's one one of their. Uh, if they don't get bet by the Eagles, that could be it. Hey, what did uh, what'd you take away from the Thursday night game? Uh, other than maybe never bet against Aaron Rodgers again. Uh, I took the fact that I fell asleep um, <laughs> and woke up to the fact that I had placed my bet um, on the Green Bay Packers money line Good on Monday, 
um, and that I ride with Aaron Rodgers no matter what. Uh, so, and then when I went back and saw the highlights and realized how close I was to maybe missing that, if they kicked a field goal, uh, go on to overtime, maybe it wouldn't have worked out. Uh, but I was very happy with how it turned out. Good for you. And I know you like to gamble and I love that. And, uh, I mean, that's another thing that makes Thanksgiving special, right? You have three games now. You used to only have two to uh, bet on back when you were playing, you couldn't bet on them anyway. But, um, uh, is this now a big part of your life? The sports wagering? Yeah, it's kind of funny. Um, when I was playing, I had zero idea of anything about sports gambling. Like wow. we, we were so ingrained into, you can't be a part of gambling. You can't, you know, do anything with gambling it, that I was just, I blocked it out. So I didn't, I never, I had to learn. And it was like baby steps, you know, as a 35 year old man <laughs> having to learn, like, what's the underdog mean? Like how, when we're talking <laughs> negative points and positive points, what exactly are we talking about here? So I had to start from honest to God ground zero. Um, and I just got sucked into it. It's so much fun. It gives you, for me, it's given me a place because I don't, um, I used to love the Bengals. I was a big Cincinnati Bengals fan, grew up in Dayton, Ohio. So like we, I just had to be, even though we stunk. Um, and then playing for the Jets for 11 years, you know, I now have an affinity for the Jets. But overall, like I don't have a huge connection because I've seen how the sausage is made in the NFL, professional football. I've, I've seen the behind the scenes. I don't have a huge fandom for any professional sports. Um, I have... I am a fan of different teams, but for different reasons, but sports gambling has made me more interested in not only football, but um, other sports as well. Just checking in like the first inning um, run bet for baseball is hilarious. And I love it. And I find it, I find it amazing Uh, tip off bet for basketball. is fantastic. Um, the even odd bet for basketball is hilarious too, because you know, <laughs> you hilarious. never know how it's going to turn up. Uh, yeah. Oh no. I'm, I've gone in deep, um, responsibly, of course. Of course. Um, of course, but it, like, that's just, it's, you know, I'll watch a game, you know, if there's a Sunday at four or five game, uh, I'll, with no teams that I particularly care about, I'll actually tune in because I know, you know, Hey, listen, I got five bucks on this guy scoring a touchdown. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just want to watch that. So it, it's made it uh, that much more exciting. Right. How much does your, your knowledge of the game of football? Cause you said you learned gambling at 32. You obviously learned football well before or 35, rather you obviously learned football well before then. How much does your knowledge of the game of football and being able to see things that, you know, people like, uh, you know, us three jerkers can't see on TV. What do you like? Does that help you with picking spreads and picking money lines, or is that the immaterial? Uh, yeah, it has nothing to do with it. I try, I thought, um, my first year out of the league, I thought I could do daily uh fantasy, um, you know, and really it was like, oh, you know what? I know just about everybody in the league, I'll be able to pick this, I'll dominate. Failed miserably, so at that point, I realized, you know what, my football knowledge really has nothing to do with it, it's more about you know playing against Vegas and against the lines and everything. Um, if they ever were to make a bet, if they could do it real time fast enough of pass or run plays, I think I could probably dominate that one. Oh, wow. Um, but otherwise, like, and my wife hates me too because you know, when you're watching the, the game copy, every once in a while you can hear some offensive line calls, and we're not the brightest bunch, uh, because we just keep regurgitating calls over and over. So, no matter what team I'm watching, I'll usually pinpoint what call if, if they catch the offensive line in their call. I, I tell my wife what play is coming if it's run or pass. Um, and so she gets angry at me. She doesn't like, like that. You ruined the or. movie, huh? Yeah. Uh, I yeah. want to ask you if, you, if you're betting these games, you're obviously your goal is to win, I would think. And in doing so, almost every week, betting against the Jets, betting the Jets opponent money line is a good play. Do you feel bad doing this, betting uh, like the Patriots on a teaser against the Jets? Or does it um, – well? How do you feel? What yeah, about so, Sal this weekend? It's Mangold Bull. He just mentioned he's a Bengals fan and he played for right, the Jets. Right, right. Bengals right. laying ten and a half. How say you, Mangold? That's a tough one. You know, laying ten. Um, you know, Jets at home. You know, I, Mike White. I, it's a whole big thing. But I did get a lot of gruff from uh, the Jets fans because I had a uh, a boosted parlay for the company I, I work with uh, where I included the Patriots when the Jets were playing the Patriots and I took the Patriots uh, I think they were like plus six at the time right. or minus six at the time and, and people were just giving me how can you bet against the Jets it was like 
listen, you bet with your mind, not your heart. That it was pretty easy um, in that part of the hit, and I was very excited. So uh, it was it was a good thing. Uh, this weekend, you know, being down with it, it's down ten or ten and a half. I think um, yeah. it's ten and a half now. That's it's a lot of points, but I just I don't know if I believe in Mike White and the defense looks so bad against the Patriots. I'm hoping for you know the correction. Um, you know they were so bad that they had to work extra hard this week. Um, but I don't know if they're covering, covering 10. That's good. That's I feel the same way. I have the Bengals on a lot of pools, like eliminator pools and stuff like that. But I took the Jets plus 10, 10 and a half because it just seemed like too much, especially the Bengals coming off a big win like that. Maybe there's a well, how do they get up for this game aside from just beating them by 10 points? Uh, that's a classic. Uh, you're talking to uh, to one of the forefathers of the teaser, Nick. You should uh, consult Sal on this one. Take those 10 points. Teaser. A lot of double-digit yeah. favorites. Nice teaser to be had there. By the way, I said your name Mangold on purpose. Are you cross with your forefathers that they – like Mangold has a cool ring to it, but Mangold. Like, you know, shouldn't that be the pronunciation of your surname? <laughs> you know? Mangold. I'm Nick, <laughs> a.k.a. a Mangold. Right. I do try to make a pun every once in a while. Um, and there's always the joke, man of gold. You know, we just slip that in. No, that's good. Um, gets people on the spelling. Um, but, yeah, I don't know where that all came from. Uh, I think we're pretty much mutts along the way. Um, I don't think we have any dominant thing other than we. I was just in Europe for two weeks um, when the Jets played over in London. And <clears throat> I got a lot of people coming up. Uh, so Norwegian? Uh, you know, are you from the northern countries? <laughs> no, I'm from America. <laughs> I, I got nothing. <laughs> I'm a golden man, don't you see? What's it like, though, man gold? Uh, I'm curious. We talk about the Jets and we and, and you know, they're kind of uh, uh, I, I'm not letting you in on anything that they can be a punchline sometimes. What's it like at this point in a football season when you've got half a season plus to go? And you know the team is going nowhere. How do you like what happens in the locker room? What happens on game day? Is it like individual pride, guys? You know, our contracts are all on the line, so we got to show up. They just try to cover the 10 and a half, I would think. No, <laughs> you just you find the line and try to figure out how you can cover it or That's blow right. it enough to make money on the other side. Um, no, I think the tough part is obviously you realize that this season is, is somewhat of a lost season. Um, and then understanding that when you're going out there, and I think this is why teams still play and, you know, why you look at a team that loses to, you know, a two and 12 team, uh, like, how could you lose that team? And it's because those guys are, are still, they're playing for themselves more than anything because they know this, all this tape that they're putting out there, even if they're getting blown out and they're losing is their, um, that's their resume for next year for either staying on the team or getting a job with another team. Um, and you don't want to put bad film out there. So if you start letting down and you start, you know, not trying as hard, you're all, you're going to be cut by the team that's losing. And then you're not going to be picked up by any team because they're going to look at the film and say, listen, you weren't even trying. Um, how can we trust you? So that's how, that's how it still happens. It sucks waking up and going in at 6am in the morning, knowing that, you know, you just lost last week. And you're, it's going to be another tough road this week. And you have to go to the weight room. You have to go through meetings. Um, you know, you have to get banged up and, and wake up and do it again the next day. It's very difficult when you're losing. Mm. Well, all right, listen, Nick, our producer, Eddie Spaghetti, talk about someone whose forefathers screwed him with a name. But uh, Eddie Spaghetti's family is obsessed with you. I don't know that you know this. And we're going to display all the evidence you need to get the uh, restraining order. You should probably seek out. Eddie, you want to jump on here and, and show some of the um, memorabilia that they've collected over the years? Pleasure to talk to you. I'll show you all this stuff. But the quick backstory, before, you know, Sal's painting a miserable picture. Uh, so you were driving the first round by the Jets in 06. We were lucky enough to have season tickets. My brother, me and my brother played football. I was in high school. He was in junior high. And uh, you came to the Jets. You were playing center. He was playing center. And just so happened that like through a few events, like we've met you, you signed some stuff. My brother then wore 74 in high school and then try to wear it again when he played at Marist. Um, so you've been a, a big part of his upbringing, but I do, I could share the screen and show you That's some, uh, some really good uh, pictures and uh, merch we have. So this one, here we go here. We got a, a signed picture here. That's you. All right. 
Uh, we That's got. Me. We got the one. Reebok cleats. We got. Uh, uh, no, oh, did it stop? Let me get another one. Uh, Look how nervous he is. He can't even go work. I don't know. Else. This. We got your uh, Ohio State jersey there. Love it. We got this is a pic of you and my dad, and I believe it was a 9-11 event. Uh, so um, he was very appreciative of that. You and my brother, saw another signed picture. Uh, we have a signed cleat right here from you from the Jets. We're not seeing a lot of these. Yeah, it's still showing the Ohio yeah, State. You're talking about Who stuff? wants somebody's not... shoe? That's the question. Why would you want another man's worn shoe? That's where it crosses the line and gets weird. <laughs> he took your shoe? Oh, there you go. Yeah, this is him, my, my brother. I love it. <laughs> we got uh, another assigned jersey. Yeah. What the hell? Uh, What's the matter, Jack? You know, I the, pre- oh, there's the shoe. Cleat. It's gone too far. What the hell did Nick Mangle do to, to get this level of obsession from the spaghetti house? This is crazy. Why not? Look at that. There you go. I mean, look at that hair. What's your that, that's the best that's, that's Demichek's beef right there. He can never have locks like that. That's that's, that's a big problem. <laughs> it doesn't no, seem like it's going away. It's not going away either. I think Nick Nick's gotta be creeped out. He's not flattered. <laughs> <laughs> and you no, uh, and you flattered. and you also signed a picture and wrote a note to my brother too when he was playing uh, in high school here Wait. wearing the, wearing the seventy four. He so. signed your brother's picture. Now I'm confused. I, I guess know. you brought it to something. I don't know. So that's uh, yeah. That's all the. Uh, mer- <laughs> My brother latched on. He latched on to, to Nick at an early age. Like he was in, you know, sixth, seventh, eighth grade playing yeah. peewee football. And we, he watched, you know, eight Sundays out of the year. He was watching Nick. You know, Nick was the best, yeah. arguably the best center in the league for a very long stretch. So it's, that's, you know, he latched on. So the Murphy family is quite, a pre- oh, the, sorry, the spaghetti family is quite appreciative uh, of, of Nick and uh, those great Jets teams. <laughs> he speaks. I appreciate him. <laughs> Love it. Love it. I don't care what you say. I don't, hey, need, I don't need the Nick Mangold slander. Thank you very much. There you go. That's <laughs> I'm not right. slandering. Nick, in fact, you're, you know, in, in close quarters, a pugilist of sorts. Eddie Spaghetti contends that he could beat up, um, what's his Altuve. name? Altuve. Jose Altuve. Uh, yeah, Jose Altuve. Little guy, Spaghetti 6'2", as you saw, he wore his best sleeveless sweatshirt uh, to uh, to speak with you today. Do you think uh, a random schnook who's 6'2", about 230, could beat up a professional athlete the size of Jose Altuve? Oh, that's a tough question. We, we get into this a lot. And actually, I got into it with a, a buddy of mine. He always thought he could take any animal. Um, and mm. so we'd have these huge arguments on whether he could, whether he could take like a grizzly bear, um, you know, a, a gorilla. Like we had all these conversations. But I think in general um, – I think a professional, I don't know. Um, I don't think so. I'm going to say no. Wow. Wow, Spaghetti. Oh, he's he's, he's tossing all the memorabilia in the track. Your shoe just got thrown (laughs) out the window. Cut back to Spaghetti. Oh, don't throw it out the window. Got a mangled stuff. (laughs) Oh, that stuff's priceless. Hang on to it. (laughs) Spaghetti, his big reasoning was he's heavier and from Staten Island. Those were his two... um, (laughs) <laughs> two selling points on why he can beat up. I mean, oof, I don't know too many people that admit that they're from Staten Island, but sure. It's fine. <laughs> oh, I love no. it. Oh, no. I love Never it. meet it's your fun. hero, Spaghetti. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Mangold. Oh, go, go ahead, Jack. Moment, I was just going to add real quick, Ohio State, I love that 18 and a half that they're giving to Penn State. How say nah. you? I'm a homer it. as well, um, so I'm biased, but – I don't think Penn State has an offense. Um, somehow Ohio State has figured out defense, thank God, um, and their offense is unbelievable. You look at their offensive line, uh, they're gigantic. And 18 points seems ridiculous. I've already had the bet placed. I'm, I'm rolling with it, so I'm looking forward to Saturday. Listen, I sat through that miserable Penn State game, and I'm an idiot because I had them on a money line parlay with seven teams. Of course, the other six came in. And that nine overtime, not – not only was the longest game, it was so miserable to just watch a team that two teams that really didn't look like they wanted to win. And I'm back in Clifford. It'd be easy for me to spite bet them here, right? Against them. Uh, but Clifford seems a little healthier. I think they lose by like 14, 18 and a half is just so many. But then you're right. You guys are averaging like 54 over the last month. So uh, maybe yeah. it's a stay away. 
James Franklin says, I, I'm fiercely loyal to Penn State, but there are a lot of moving parts. <laughs> I don't even know what that means as mm. an explanation for why you're not considering USC. It's a weird thing. It's a mess in Penn State now after that game. Uh, uh, Nick and I are on the right side of history here. Ohio right. State rolls in that one. Nick you is write, uh, it, write it down. Nick is definitely on the right side of history with the 74 barbecue. I, I, at first, when I read it, I'm like, oh, my God, he owns 74 barbecue uh, joints. I was like, I'm so proud of this guy. But it's actually the signature line of barbecue sauces. We see the um, the artwork in the background. Uh, we'll, we'll show it on the Internet. Uh, OG sweet with a touch of O heat and the spicy sweet with a whole lot of heat. Those are your two um, main sellers, I think. Tell us a little about about 74, a little bit about 74 barbecue. Yeah, so uh, it's my it's my passion now. Um, now that I'm done with football and you know just trying to figure something out, so uh, I'm a genius and started a barbecue sauce uh, that <laughs> launched on March 23rd, 2020. Perfect, Perfect. timing, right in a <laughs> pandemic. Um, you know, when you need to get sauce to people, you need to let them try it. Right. And when you can't meet anybody in person. Uh, it's very difficult to do, but, uh, I will still say this is my sauce that I've been making for years now. Um, it's my recipe. Uh, it's not a company that, uh, was like, Hey Nick, can we just use your face and name? Um, this is fully me and my partner that it's only the two of us. And that's all we got right now. I'm actually part, I'm the New Jersey distributor. Um, so I'll pull up and drop off cases when, when I'm called upon. Um, and it's a lot of fun. It's neat. I, I fell in love with barbecue when I was playing um, and thought that I could make a better barbecue sauce than anybody else. People always ask me all the time, like, what style is it? Is Texas, Memphis, Carolina, what is it? And uh, I've been um, made fun of a lot of times because, like, well, it's actually like a New Jersey style. Um, and they're like, please don't ever say that. And I was like, well, but it is. It's, it's, it's a blend. It's a blend of everything. Um, I made it up in New Jersey, so I have to call it that. Um, it, it just it's a barbecue sauce like none other. Uh, I, I love it. Um, and truth be told, I just started it. So I would have cases available. So I wouldn't have to keep making batches of it for myself. Um, <laughs> and then, you know, selling it is also kind of nice. Um, but it's a lot of fun. And right now I have the OG and the spicy out. Those are, um, I have four kids. I want to have four sauces. That's my goal. Oh, nice. Um, I have, so I have the two out already. Um, I have two in uh, research and development right now. Um, and it, the other side of it too, is that we're, we also are involved, uh, with answer the call. It's a charitable donation here in, uh, New York city that deals with families of fallen first responders. Um, and it's been a great charity. I've been with them for many years. So now this is a way to give back a little bit of money. So pro, some part of the proceeds of each bottle sold goes to them. Um, and so it's just, it's neat. And it gives me something to do and gives me a reason to leave the house and leave my four kids um, so that way I can go sell some sauce. I love it. I love it. I'm going to order some 74 barbecue. Now, how does it, if you dip a, a three musketeer in there, is that would you advise against that or anything works? No, I mean, um, listen, it goes on anything. Uh, yeah. my neighbor is actually funny. He, he loves it. Um, and so I, I dropped a couple of bottles off to him every once in a while. And the one that got me is he was using the spicy sauce. He goes, yeah, listen, um, I love it so much. I was just, we had some leftover pasta, just plain noodles. Oh, I just nice. put it on the noodles and it was fantastic. I was like, all right, well, good. I'm glad you enjoy it. <laughs> you I've go. definitely done that before in, in, <laughs> in tougher times. And I'm not saying that. I don't know about your neighbor or anything, but in tougher times, I would put barbecue sauce on spaghetti. I'm not a fan of ketchup, but barbecue sauce on spaghetti was a thing that I would do. I haven't often. tried that. I think that's uh, I need that's to try weird. it. Yeah. That makes sense. I, I, and not, Don't just... As long as it doesn't taste like your used cleat, uh, you're on the right <laughs> side. Only thing, if you're dropping off boxes, I'm a little worried if you go up to a certain house in Staten Island that there might be some <laughs> sizable guys in there saying like, hey, can you help us push the crate into the back of the van here? And like, yeah, uh, you know, I, I I don't want you getting silenced of the lambs mangled. I don't want you winding <laughs> up in some hole in the basement somewhere in Staten Island. Be careful with yourself. Yeah, you have four kids for God's sakes. I know. Safety first. All right. Uh, hey, before we let you go, give us your Super Bowl pick. Who is your money on right now? Oh, this is tough. I hate making early predictions. I know. Um, right now, I'm still leaning towards um, – I, I really like the Buffalo Bills this year. They're, they're doing well. They had that loss to Tennessee. Um, I didn't hate it. It was a back-and-forth game. Uh, I think 
every once in a while they're going to need a reminder that they're not the perfect team, which they had, you know, week one with Pittsburgh. I think they got it again with Tennessee, and they're, so they're going to go on another run here. Um, and I think they're just they're, if they get home field advantage, people going to Buffalo to play playoff games, it, it, they're going to go just run through teams. So I'm going. Money's on Buffalo right now. Uh, check back in a couple weeks, and I'll let you know how and that changes. Barbecue sauce on wings, hot wing, makes sense, right? So I think you're you're a little bit a little bit biased there, but mm. no, there that, that's a good pick. <laughs> the the Bills are uh, for sure a good pick. Seventy four barbecue, that's a name of the sauce. Check it out. Yes, proceeds go to um, first responders. It's a good cause. It's a good barbecue sauce. We all know. Jersey barbecue sauce is better than Staten Island barbecue sauce. It's always it's been well established. <laughs> Nick Mangle, thanks for coming on. We appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me, guys. I appreciate it. All right, Nick Mangle. We covered a lot there, guys. I really think we did. Damashek went after his yeah. name. Then Spaghetti tried to save it by showing him all these items. And then uh, Nick shit on Staten Island. I don't know. We, we just, I was we just punching it up. I wasn't making... I wasn't making any fun. I was just trying to help him out going forward here. Marty Weiss, though, missed the Big Ten deep dive. We picked Ohio State. Nick and I agree Ohio State rolls by uh, twenty by three touchdowns or more over Penn State. Marty Weiss, though, why don't you give us your Michigan-Michigan State bet? You, you're invested in this one emotionally and otherwise. I will. And the one thing I did drop out, I missed it, and I wanted to ask Nick Mangold. We talked a lot about holidays. His sister – played varsity football in high school. Right. And was a weightlifter in the Olympics. I wonder whose Olympic or whose athletic prowess gets uh, bragged on more at the Thanksgiving table because mm. they don't play football in the Olympics, but they do. I'm just, just curious. I don't trust Jim Harbaugh in a big game to save my life. And since I like living, I'm not going to bet it. I do think Michigan should win, but Michigan should do a lot of things. Michigan should have beaten Ohio State. If they, you know, Michigan should have caught the ball instead of, uh, oh, he had trouble with the snap. A lot of things should happen in a Jim Harbaugh coach Michigan team. Everybody's telling me this team is different. I've heard it all before. All right. Jabril Peppers was a Heisman Trophy winner until he wasn't. I I am not, I'm not, I will watch the game. I'll be emotionally invested in the game. However, financially, I'm not putting any stake in because I care too much about the good listeners of this podcast. And I'm going to lead them astray. All right. I respect it, Sal. I want to get your pick on it. I have it. I've had an epiphany. I think sort of like justices uh, of the Supreme Court will recuse themselves from cases if they're too close. Yeah, I feel like that's got to be my rule going forward. Like when the Steelers like Pitt's given nine and a half to the U this weekend. And I'm like, I don't know how to feel. I can't pick it. I'm too close to it. I got to recuse myself. Wait a minute. You do seven and a half hours of, of content on the Steelers every week. You're going to recuse yourself I, for a for I can a, break a it down, but I don't know which way do I lean. I don't know. I'm sorry. I, I, I respect what Marty Weiss is saying here about Michigan. His heart wants them to win, but he doesn't know. And it's hard. It get, thing gets, things get fuzzy. That's why you have to recuse yourself. Who's the pick? Sparty? Or the Wolverines. I'm going to take Michigan State. I think Harbaugh, hmm. this is where it comes to an end. 2-12 and 12 on the road versus top 10 opponents. Actually, that's not even on the road. 0-5 oh, on the road. 2-12 and 12 just yeah, against That's just overall, Sal. $10 million a year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, I know. It doesn't end. Yeah. 0-12 uh, oh, versus top 10 opponents. Last 12. They, they get doubled up. They score 20. I know this is, goes over years and years and years. But... Uh, I think, don't uh, worry, Sal. He's a real Michigan man. Yeah. It's That's not what Lewerke. It's not, we're not betting Lewerke here. This quarterback is decent for Michigan State. I don't mind him at all. Mel Tucker gets the win. Kenny Walker, good running back. I like this team. Take it. They, they it's just sickening to see how Michigan State has, they were dominating. They were really good in the Big Ten, up there with Ohio State in the championship mm-hmm. games. Then they go down. Then they come back up again. Oh, while Jim Harbaugh has still collected a $10 million check from the University of Michigan. Go blue. Hold on. I feel like we went way past this. I don't know why we skipped past this. But Spaghetti comes on, shows all this memorabilia, all this love for Nick, Nick Mangold. 
And not only does he crap on Staten Island, oh, don't tell people you're from Staten Island, he then says that Altuve will beat Spaghetti in a fight. Jump on here, Spaghetti. That was an um, amazing emotional roller coaster there. I have to, my, face is, my, my face is like hot right now. I feel so embarrassed. I'm going to go and play in traffic on the 405. I feel so, I'm text, my family is looking forward to like watching this. I'm like, it's going to be on YouTube. It's going to be great. And they're like, I'm like, don't watch this. This is as bad as it gets. He's afraid of this family. And like, I'm getting persecuted. First of all, I'm not the one who's obsessed with them. Like, yeah, I enjoyed him. He's, he has been nice to our family in the past. Right. We have a few signed things. Dave has a wall of Lemieux stuff behind him. And then all of a sudden we're getting, I'm getting yelled at for having like a signed cleat in a jersey. Like, ah, so what? My brother idolized the guy. He played the same position. It's whatever. And now he's just like, yeah, you guys are weird for, for being fans <laughs> of mine. So I don't know. He loved it. He thought it was great that you loved I, I, him. I'm lucky I didn't even mention that like we had the barbecue sauce too because my my brother also smokes meat in Staten Island and oh, he nice. bought the mango thing but he would probably uh, have to relocate from Jersey <laughs> if he found out that so I I'm oh, like, it's like they said I am more never meet your heroes. Yeah, and, and and he couldn't be more he could not be more wrong about the Jose Altuve thing. I, I don't get I don't get you guys thinking that like a five foot six guy who literally would have to punch up at me, who is who's 80 pounds less than me, would just somehow beat me in a fight. He play he plays baseball. He's not an MMA fighter. He he hits a ball, he feels a ball. If I got him on the ground, I have 80 pounds on him, he's toast. Like I don't I don't I understand completely agree. Yeah, I don't understand that in the least. Listen, like anyone, anyone, me, meatballs do. would be into meatball season. I throw, I'm not, I'm not some like some schmuck. Like I, I, I lift heavy weights. Like no, you not, are. He has, no, you are. He, but- he has, he has no MMA experience. He has no wrestling experience. He is a guy. Just because you guys see him on TV and an, an Astros ball cap does not mean he's a superior fighter. He's it's, got it's, the it's, ball have MMA experience. What happened? What did you say? I was saying, do you have MMA experience? That you have boxing experience? But that's a That's my point. We're all things are equal. Neither of us have boxing or fighting experience. I'm just six inches taller and have 80 pounds on him. So why would a smaller guy beat me when I lift weights? I could probably lift more than he does. It's like well, not even it works out for a living. You podcast for a living. You uh, work I, out, but, but I also work out, and so does he. Since when are baseball players the most inch? They're they're literally the fourth out of the All four right, major let me, sports. Let me just say something. We don't know enough about this. We see the size of everybody. We have everyone's dimensions. We don't know how many fights you've been in your life. That's a big factor. Jose Altuve grew up in Venezuela. Maybe he had a fight every day on his way to school. And I grew Maybe up in Staten Island. And if he would literally have to I kill gotcha. me, he would have to end end me to win the fight because that's how much I hate. I see red when I see Altuve. He would have to end me. There's just no shot. He you understand he got he got attacked by like 15 teammates on that walk off and he still survived and he's still thriving in the world. Like the, because he, he buzzed him. He get his he, shirt off. He he buzzed him. Sal, he's you shocked. know, but you know, you're the best uh, qualified to answer this. Uh-huh. I thought I always go with that too. I've never been in a fight in my life. Obviously, I'm you know I'm uh, uh, a meek. Yeah, but I do always think like. If I'm that much bigger than somebody, how much, what chance are they going to have? Wouldn't Spaghetti just be able to lean on a guy that much littler than him? All right. I mean, well, you know. Martin, let's, you, let's, should, let's, you should beat him up too. How do you think he's this, this strong guy? Absolutely not. Maybe he's got skills to take you off He may have skills to take you off your feet. Maybe he's got But that's some, fine. But he's I have, a scrapper. I, Who knows? He's literally half my size. He would right, – Martin, hey, you're think so about wrong Every stadium fight that you've seen, every stadium fight that you've seen since fans have come back. The low man always wins. No, he's got the leverage. <laughs> wow. He's got the. He come down. He right here. He's all I, in my I stomach. Just, I got to swing just, down. He's. Yeah. I would. He literally has to punch up at me. I would get him on the ground. I would. I would. I would crush his body. There's nothing uh, he do. Babyface, jump, jump in here. And Babyface, you're the producer. You're gonna have to. You're gonna have to organize this. Get Jose Altuve on. We need to uh, to fight. They'll fight at El Camp right there in our room. It's fine. I mean, Martin. Martin is completely wrong. The Nate Robinson is a perfect example. Nate Robinson got knocked the hell out. Uh, Eddie. Mm. Eddie has pure hatred in his heart for Jose yeah, Altuve. And that it, it, this this isn't even a contest. Eddie Spaghetti would would keep him down, and uh, there would be no asterisk. Unlike the Astros championship, oh, Eddie would take on. him down. All Thank right. you, Joel. We got to get this together. We have to do it. Uh, and we might as well talk about game three right now. <laughs> well, let's just find any five-foot-six guy who weighs about the same as Altuve as a, as a warm-up. I just don't the, think we know enough. Deer. I just don't think we know. Yes, we know he's not. doesn't have MMA training. But you, uh, really, how many fights you've gotten into has something to do with it. And Spaghetti, I know you're from you, Staten Island. Well, do you want to know my training? It was my Division One six-foot-three, 315-pound brother. That's the only person I've ever fought. And that's pretty damn right. good training versus a guy like Altuve, who's five-six. A buck sixty-five right. that I lose he to. Had a big Please, oh my god, he's a t- he. The guy is a dwarf. 
he's a dwarf and I'm being told that I'm going to lose to him. When he, like, that's that is absolutely ridiculous. You guys are lost. You, get, you guys are watching it through the Astros goggles. He's just because on TV doesn't mean he's tough. Maybe. Only Sal is. I mean, only Marty Weiss has decisively chosen Altuve over you. Sal's I'm just trying to analyze it. It. I'm just saying we don't know enough. I mean, uh, I, 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 all right. But Mikey Meatballs. I will say I've seen cousin Mikey Sal who rarely uh, jumps in here. But just tell us, Mikey. You you work out with. You're five uh, foot eight though, Sal. You. I've watched you take down much larger human beings. Yeah, the, the, the height in, thing. In defense of your argument. It's not the be all. Uh, you're a all. great wrestler, yes. and you've thrown giant human beings around to to right. my shock and awe. I'm like, oh my god, I didn't know Sal could do that. To you know how much shorter Stallone is guy? than than, uh, than Drago? I mean, come on, it's not it's all. True. It's not all height. All right, meatballs, jump in for a second. Give us one. one who who wins? He's your workout partner, Spaghetti. Eddie's winning. It's not close. Really? And if we would put an under, an over under on time, if I if I go uh, like two and a half minutes, is it? Is it over before then? Uh, I would take the over, but ooh, spaghetti! What's I, Eddie, taking Eddie, so long? No, Eddie's not. Eddie's not losing the fight though. It won't be close, but I would probably take the over before. Okay. I think Altuve does have some toughness. Mm-hmm. I feel so like my last resident so person here who has been in more than one fight with somebody that's not related to my, not related to me. Two and a half minutes is entirely and too long, too long for people time. to be fighting. Like no, like after after about forty five seconds of fighting, Eddie's is going to be have his hands on his knees mm-hmm. trying to suck air. Babyface, what did I find on the on Instagram? Look, I mean, look, there's a with Eddie. We know he's in the gym. We know he's working out with Jose Altuve. Look at these pictures on Instagram. He's at the. These are these are muscles just for the beach to take your. These are uh, just pure muscles that are for for, for visual. Whereas Eddie, Eddie is actually an. He could. These are fighting muscles, bare heart, headlock <laughs> muscles, not vanity. Jose Altuve is just vanity muscles. I guess I don't know. I don't hear. Maybe he does podcasts where he talks about who he could be. That he could beat up like guys who are four ten. I don't know. Who knows? Who knows where it goes? Uh, all right, let's do the baseball. Braves minus one sixteen. Astros minus one hundred two. Game three and Anderson versus Garcia. The total sits at eight and a half, which is right in line with the first two games. Six to two final, seven to two final. I'm taking the Strohs. Road teams in game three. When the World Series is tied, the road teams are 12 and six. They average six runs. They allow four. Um, Yeah, I'm going Astros. I'm going Dusty Baker. Dusty Baker is a Hall of Famer. This is ridiculous talk. Check. What do you say? I do think, I know you think it's weird that Dusty Baker is tracking to the Hall of Fame as a skipper, but I think you do have to put him in, right? I mean, this has been, yes. any how many different places has he stepped in as the skipper and all the questions about he runs his pitchers into the ground and all that, perhaps valid, but their results are difficult to quibble with. I mean, yeah, no, I'm saying it's right? absurd. It's absurd that people say he's not in that, that he shouldn't be in oh, that he oh, needs oh, this oh, world, okay. that he needs this world series win to, uh, to qualify. Right. Mark, we were talking about yeah. it yesterday. It's just we looked his, his numbers stack up against Lasorda and, uh, a few of the others who, um, uh, let's see, hold on. Oh, yeah, it just anecdotally, if you, crazy. If, like anecdotally, if you look at Dusty Baker, everywhere he goes, the team improves. And when he leaves from there, the team gets worse. It's like, it's, 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 it's only one common taken denominator. Taken to the, uh, world, uh, to the playoffs already. This is insanity. Who else is in there? Let's look. Earl Weaver, 1480 wins. Lasorda, 1599. I mean, this is Baker's right around here. Casey Stengel, 1905. Uh, Chuck Tanner. Chuck Tanner's not in, right? Check thirteen fifty-two. No, he's not in. But Herzog is, right? Twelve eighty-one. Was he not? He's in. He's got to be. Yeah. Yeah. Come on. This is dumb. I didn't know. I, I okay. I misunderstood uh, what side you were coming at it from. As a man of justice, I'm going to root for the Astros, less offensive uh, um, team to win the the World Championship of Baseball. Everybody wants to see the Astros lose. Mm-hmm. Um, so. Uh, so I, I, I'm going to go with the Braves. It's weird, though. Like, it's almost like Dusty Baker has chosen to play Kylo Ren. How do you watch the stink off of playing a bad guy? Like, you chose to be mm-hmm. the manager of this team? I don't know if the I don't know if I see the wisdom of that, but I'm going to take the Braves either way. All right. Martin, you betting this at all? Uh, if I do, I'm betting with Dusty Baker and the Astros. Twofold <laughs> now. Betting on a black manager. 
and it's going to make Eddie Spaghetti mad. <laughs> but I think you're safe with the over here, too. I know you've had some uh, bad. <laughs> I'm not messing with no, anything a, about that. This so. is an 8 5 game. I think I think we go over. Hmm. I think we go over. I like the Dusty Steer still wears the wristbands. Yeah, and, you know, it's fun. one thing you have to wear the uniform. So now that takes it to another level. I'm going to wear the wristbands too. Like I might go in there and uh, pinch hit in a in a big spot. Maybe there's some cheating going on there. Hey, I want to meet with Steve Cohen. Really set this up, babyface Joel Salmon, become the, the Mets' new GM. Theo Epstein, Billy Bean, David Stern, Scott Harris. These guys all passed. Peter Bendix. Uh, I feel like I'd be a good general manager. I manage you guys, right? We have a few employees. I I make sure you're well fed. Um, I would make sure everyone was happy at the concession stand. I managed a dairy barn when I was 16 years old. Spaghetti might know what that is. I know Mikey Meatballs knows what that is. It's like a little drive-up convenience store. Uh, We never got robbed. I really, as a manager and a general manager, I have a spotless record, and I would like a meeting with Steve Cohen. I'd like it to be on this podcast can you do that baby face uh this is this is a big ask and uh once i once i line up jose altuve first for eddie this is next on my agenda all right what a promotion that's gonna be when the astros come up to queens to play the mets the next time like fights against altuve who's in (laughs) like we'll do it right on the pitcher's mound can't get off the dirt or you lose it's like a sumo bout Oh, that's that's a great promotion right out of the gate. I love it. There, you know, there was that period in time where Steve Cohen was, you know, really active on Twitter. You could have just tweeted him, but mm-hmm. I think that that's come and gone now. Now he just tweets every so often. Yeah, he used to he like reply to fans and stuff. Maybe you got a shot. Yeah. All right. Uh, I think that's enough. I mean, I've re- I'm exhausted. I'm exhausted. I feel like I was in a fight with the spaghetti here. I don't know what happened. I'm just trying to lay out the uh, dimensions and the, what's important analyzing a fight extrapoints.com slash arcade yes free games free prizes all prizes are free really play it you don't have to in like in a real arcade you don't even put a quarter up do it you play against us minus three with kevin hench and dave damashek lemon pepper parlay i don't think there's an episode what happened tj was traveling martin no good tj went down to new orleans and uh i've been there from there, obviously, I've been on vacations there. You can get lost in there until it's your time for your return flight. Okay. Well, we hope that he comes back uh, next week. Against all odds, listen, we go through all the uh, weekend games and the Friday episode, Megan Fun of Sports, Waiver Wire with Spaghetti and Jen Piacente. Do that. Just to remind everyone out there, you may feel like underdogs, but please remember, you're all my favorites. <laughs>